0: Top of the morning to you. This is Steve,
1: <laughs> and this is Lisa,
0: <laughs> and this is our podcast, Bad Accents.
1: Yeah, this is leaning a little Scottish. Yeah, is it? I think so. Yeah, yeah, we're going, we're going for Irish.
0: What do I know? I'm just an American. Yeah, it's also really <laughs> funny too because our intro sounds almost Irish, but it's also leaning Scottish. Yes. Uh, so you know, a lot of Americans proving our ignorance. Just to start us out. Mm
1: -hmm. We don't have a great ear.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Anywho, Lisa, guess what we're talking about today on St. Patrick's Day?
1: Patty's Day.
0: Yes, we are going to talk about St. Patrick and Patty's Day. We're going to talk about it from a historical perspective, but obviously we're going to have a little more fun with it. I mean, I am drinking a giant stout out of a giant green glass here
1: probably double the alcohol content of guinness but definitely similar color
0: yeah same color um similar vibe it's not a lot of carbonation in it but that's probably just because it's a crowler that i waited too long to open has nothing to do with irishness
1: yeah not not in that
0: regard yep i don't know i still think it's pretty tasty let's give it a shout out local uh the, the stout over at Checkered Spot Brewery in Baltimore, Maryland, mm. uh, in sunny Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, one of the rare female-owned head brewers. So woman is the owner and head brewer.
1: Yeah, she's a badass.
0: Yeah, makes great fantastic beer. One, definitely one of my favorite in in all of Maryland. Probably my favorite brewery in in Baltimore City.
1: Yeah, they, they do a, a really nice job with their beers and they have a wide selection and um, great location right near the Ravens Stadium.
0: Yeah. Also, for anyone even remotely in the near Baltimore, because it's St. Paddy's Day, I'll say this. I think we've talked about this on this podcast, but there is obviously a uh, Guinness Brewery in Baltimore. I, I, I swear I turned my phone on silent. I think your phone? it's my phone. Oh, thanks a lot, Lise. My B. But anyway, uh, Guinness Brewery in, in Baltimore is actually really cool. First one in America.
1: Yeah. I think it's really great that they chose the yeah. city. Well, it's technically in Baltimore County, but they referred yeah. they referenced it as Baltimore.
0: Yeah, because so it is. It's just it's, the county. It's. You know? it's. Um, but anyway, instead of, of, of doing just like a normal story today, Lisa, we're going to do this as a game and our listeners can and play along as they're driving or cooking or whatever it is you're doing while listening to our podcast on a train in Chicago, some, something like that. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to do this in true or false form. I'm going to say true or false st- statements about St. Patrick himself. Ooh. Okay, some of them are legends and are false. Some of them are just lesser known facts. Some of them are just true statements, and you're going to have to identify what's going on. All right, hold on. My first uh, reveal of my ignorance,
1: hmm. um, and I'm going to use my ju- Judaism to defend myself here.
0: 100%. We're going to be talking to Christianity a lot today, so you can, you can pull that card all you want.
1: Cool. I'd, Saints were real?
0: Saints are real. They're very much a real thing. Um, so, so that's an interesting question. So a lot of saints have been recognized. So like something called being canonized is something that we started doing. Um, I believe, and I don't, I don't want to give a day because I don't want to mess it up. But for example, when St. Patrick was alive, which was the 5th century, uh-huh. this is prior to something called canonization, which is when the church would declare you a quote-unquote saint. Um, And there was, like, a process to become a saint. And people would be, like, alive and declared saints. Um, But there's also a bunch of people who were, I'm going to butcher this word, post-hominously? Humanously?
1: Yeah, I think humanously.
0: Yeah. Like, well, after they had been dead for a long time, they were cannibalized canonized and declared saint
1: yeah that sounds like a saint thing to do to wait till you're dead kind of like becoming a famous artist yeah so okay so i think so that's probably why i had the like confusion is because like they're associated with a lot of things as you mentioned that maybe aren't real or like are legends yeah but they're they're people yeah and then like kind of being like knighted by the queen
0: yeah it's very very similar it's very very similar um I remember growing up going to CCD, which because I was raised Catholic. And, you know, if you're raised Catholic, you don't go to Catholic school. You have to get your Catholic education. So you need to go to something called CCD or the Catholic Children's Dungeon. <laughs> right? i <laughs> never uh, heard that. <laughs> uh, and one of the th- myths was that to be a saint, you had to perform three miracles. I don't think that's true. I think it's just like recognition from a pope that you were a saint.
1: That is what i I had heard that as well, which is another thing was I was like, well they can't be real then
0: yeah, and i believe I believe they canonized Mother Teresa as a saint mm. um, who obviously because you know we have a long recorded history of her. we know that she didn't perform any miracles, she no, was she just was a just really a regularly good person. really good person, yeah, right um again, I am not a a Good Catholic, so take everything I say about Catholicism with a grain of salt. Okay. okay. Sounds good. All right.
1: But, but that's helpful to know. Saints are all real.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, all right. Let's get to it then, Lisa. Okay. St. Patrick was born with the given name Patrick on March 17th.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. This is true or false.
0: True or false. Yes.
1: That feels too easy, so I'm going to go with false.
0: Yes, very good logic skills. Um, so he was born in 386 A.D. Of course, this is a very long time ago. He's um, old. 386 is, is common era, right? So um, so he's very old. We know very little about the specifics of his date. Uh, but what we do know for sure is that his name was not Patrick out first. It was Maywin Sukat. <laughs> Sukat? I don't know. S-U-C... That. C A T, Sukkot?
1: Yeah, Maywin sukat Sure. sure. Su- let, let, yeah.
0: Let's go with that, right? He later adapts the Latin name Patricus, which is means father figure.
1: And he's born in Ireland.
0: That's or my what? that's my next true false.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So yeah. put a pin in. All right. Pins in. Okay, that's pretty.
1: Are we good. going to talk a little bit more about his name? Because that's surprising to me, too, the Latin.
0: Okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's but it's, to Let's where it's from. It. Let's talk about it.
1: Well, but I asked that be- because that's not the – like the, the Irish spelling of Patrick
0: Do it. poric. Yeah, I'm getting to this. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. No, but keep going. Oh, okay. You tell me. You have, you have a lot of experience with Irish, particularly I mean, I Irish would. boys.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say a lot, but I I was drunk there for a semester in college. <laughs> Study abroad, and I did date an Irish boy for several years. Um,
0: who I'm more handsome than, <laughs> if, you know, just in case you're at home listening, <laughs>
1: he's definitely not listening. Um, but you, you're you more handsome than everyone, boo.
0: Oh, you're my least. number one stunner. Thanks, please.
1: um, yeah, just to, so in Ireland, there,
0: I mean, just because he's tall and has an accent <laughs> doesn't make him more attractive than me.
1: Hey, I married you, <laughs> um. Yeah, but in Ireland, they all speak English uh, with, you know, a very beloved Irish accent that everyone is a fan of. Um, but there is also a native tongue that people outside of Ireland more often refer to as Gaelic. People in Ireland just call it Irish. A lot of them don't speak it um, fluently. Uh, but they, I mean, the names are all from, from the Irish language. Um, and it's kind of wild the way things are spelled and pronounced. And uh, the way Patrick in Irish is spelled is like – I think it's like P-A-D-R-A-I-G-C-H and then it's pronounced Porik. Um, but it's Patty for short. Yes. Um, the, the nickname for people named that. So it's – that's interesting that his, his name is the Latin version, and it's Patroclus and not Porus.
0: Yeah, so basically when I say he, his name later became Ch- Petricus is because it, it's, he penned two different books with this name, Petricus, and he chose it because it meant father figure, and we're going to talk about why he saw himself as a father figure later on. Mm, okay. Um, but what you just said is entirely accurate, so Latin version of his name is basically translated in all these different sort of British languages. All right, it's a common misconception, especially in the United States, that everyone on the, in the British Islands just spoke English all the time, and that's just not true. As you mentioned, mm-hmm. there's Irish, there's Scottish, there's Welsh, yes. there's Gaelic, there's all sorts of other languages, and they all had different ways of how they pronounce patricus. The English yes. pronounced it more with the hard T, Patrick, mm. where the Irish and the Gaelic languages were with, with the D. Yeah. Okay.
1: And I don't know. No one's going to really care, but Lisa in Irish is uh, Ailish.
0: Ailish. Mm-hmm. Billy Ailish.
1: <laughs> kind of.
0: Nice. I'm going to start calling you Billy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so his name, not Patrick, until late in his life, it was actually Maywin Sukkot.
1: Maywin Sukat.
0: Yeah. All right. um, next one, Lisa. Yeah. True, false. Huh. Maywin Sukat was Irish.
1: Okay, yeah. I'm going to go with no.
0: No, he wasn't.
1: Yeah. Do you know Do you false. have a
0: guess where he was born? Yeah, false. I mean, that last
1: name is odd. It's not really... Res- it's it's not very really...
0: old. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think there's... He, he was born in Britain. On the... Oh, okay. I'm going to say this. He was born on the island of Britain. Some people say he was English. Yeah. Some people say he was from northern Wales.
1: Uh-huh. And there
0: are some people that say he's from southern Scotland. So that's why I'm just saying he was born somewhere on the island of Britain. Okay.
1: But just not on the northernmost coast or southernmost coast.
0: Yes. Okay. And he was, he was definitely not Irish. He was born... Yeah. Uh, I don't even want to say British because technically the Irish are even British because they're on a British island. You just don't call an Irishman a Brit, you know?
1: Definitely don't do that. <laughs> um, I... The other thing... I don't know if this is going to ruin one of your true or falses, but the other reason I thought he was not Irish is because there is a legend in Ireland that when St. Patrick came over, which would imply that he was not born there. Nice. He chased all the snakes away, which is why they have no snakes in Ireland.
0: Yes. We're going to talk about that one. Oh, really? Okay. But that's good. See? I told you you were going to be do good on the true false.
1: Well, we'll see.
0: All right. It's going to start getting a little tougher now.
1: Um, Yeah. I might might have maxed out already.
0: (laughs) (laughs) St. Patrick first went to Ireland because he was kidnapped and sold into slavery
1: first went to Ireland because he was kidnapped and sold into slavery Mm -hmm. um to the Irish I mean uh, I mean that sounds like it's you my instinct is to say true but logically you know considering the history of oppression of the British people oppressing Irish it's hard but then I don't know what the timeline is for all
0: that all right I'm going with you True is correct. Nice. So as a young boy, age of 16, he was a shepherd. He was out in the field, coastal field of some sort. Irish pirates came in, (laughs) kidnapped him, threw him on a ship, and took him to Ireland. Mm. In Ireland, he was sold by the pirates into slavery where he hilariously, I guess in a dark sort of sense, um, was just also used as a shepherd (laughs) the only difference is instead of going to his home at night he actually had to live in like a a prison basically and then he was used to tend to the animals Um, and this was his life for six years Um, and this is supposedly according to him so one of his books is a very short biography called i believe it's called confessio which i didn't look up but i just want to think it's confession in latin and he sees it like He's like being scandalous and thinks he's like being cute by calling his book confessions, <laughs> while just talking about his life, you know. Um, but anyway, this is where he he apparently decided he wanted to be religious because he was thinking that he was kidnapped into slavery because he wasn't religious enough. Hmm. Okay. That's okay. How it all starts. Now. After being a slave for six years, he actually escapes, which I imagine is pretty easy to escape when you're a shepherd, you know <laughs>
1: you are roman free
0: yeah um, and then he apparently, according to him, found a bunch of old Irish sailors who don't necessarily like the British people not don't think of it modern how Brits and Irish don't you know this is right. a long ass time ago, yeah. again, fifth century we're talking here yeah um. He basically was able to convince these Irish sailors to let him stow away on a boat that was heading towards Britain. And he made it to Britain, made it all the way back to his family on the island of Britain in the 5th century after being gone for like six to seven years after being kidnapped, kidnapped and a slave. And all this is true. This is true stuff.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's a wild ride as a mother.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. Um, and then, so like once he's home, despite, you know, being a shepherd and taking care of animals for a really long time, he stuck to his, his word of that he, you know, sort of said to himself. He, he stopped with herding and, and being a shepherd and got into religion, mm. became a clerk, got an education, and even studied in France. He then traveled, you know, from Britain and into France for a little while and uh, became the very high up position of a bishop. Within the church. Okay. Hmm. So he's not quite a pope, but he's, and he's not quite a cardinal, but he's right up there, right? Yeah.
1: So it was more than just becoming religious. He was making a career out of it.
0: Yes, yeah. 100%. And okay. 100%. Okay. Cool, cool. Okay. Next, true or false, Lisa? Are you ready? I'm ready. My um, computer is not responding. These are my notes, so. <laughs> um, okay, St. Patrick. Return to Ireland voluntarily as a missionary.
1: Um, yeah, true.
0: Yes. This is very much true. I mean, I basically alluded to it and it only makes sense logically, right? This is more of a logic quiz than a St. Patrick's Day quiz, but you know. Well, all quizzes require a little bit of logic. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. Um... So his main two goals were when he returned, were the obvious goal, which is what missionaries are, which is to convert people from being not Christian to being Christian.
1: Uh-huh. That's their mission.
0: That's their mission statement.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Now, I have my own beliefs on missionary work.
1: Hmm.
0: Interesting. We don't have to get into that today. <laughs> okay. But if you are a missionary and you are going to convert someone to Christianity, you are doing them a favor because you are saving their soul, right? And you're sending them to heaven. So at the very least, missionary work is very kind of heart. It means well. It is way better than the British way and Spanish way of going to a place and murdering people if they don't become Christian, which is also good for them. You know, I'll take that. Mm -hmm. The other great part of St. Patrick that he was doing was he was going over there to preach anti-slave messages. He was like, yo, let's end slavery in Ireland. It's it's a very inhumane, very unfair practice.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: This dude is so progressive. We're talking 5th century here. Mm -hmm. Another one of his missions in Ireland became better treatment of women. Mm -hmm. In the 5th friggin' century. Wow. He has a quote in uh, one of his books that's basically like, to a certain extent, almost all women in Ireland are slaves as well with their current status. Um, wow. That's so, very
1: interesting. Yeah. yeah. He's very... Particularly so given the trajectory of the
0: church. Yeah, he was very woke. Very woke. Um,
1: he sounds like Saint Material.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so this is why he returned to Ireland... Obviously. And now we're getting sort of into the meat of how this non-Irish guy is so... The
1: meat and potatoes.
0: Hey, Elise. (laughs) All right, I got a question for you. Mm. Speaking of meat and potatoes. Mm, Very American thing to do on St. Patrick's Day is to eat corned beef and cabbage on St. Patrick's Day. Yes. Now, in my hometown, Little Falls Church, Virginia, great little town... There is an Irish bar called the Four P's, Ireland's Four Provinces.
1: Uh
0: And what they do every summer is they bring in a bunch of Irish bartenders and waiters and waitresses. Yes. Very
1: common to do all around the country.
0: Right. And many of my lady friends dated them, again, because of their accents. Yep. So I hung out with them a good amount. And one of the things they always used to make fun of Americans for was for thinking that Ireland eat something called corned beef. <laughs> yes. They're like, I don't even know what corned beef is. I've never heard of it in my life. And then I come here and instead of eating bacon and cabbage, they're eating corned beef and cabbage.
1: <laughs> yes. yes, I had a very similar moment when I was studying abroad. And they looked to me like I had three heads when I was trying to talk to them about that. And then I remember someone's mother was trying to explain to me that she thought that maybe one, like the county of Limerick might specifically do the corned beef thing, and maybe that's why. Uh, but it's certainly not universal.
0: Lisa. Yep. I know why Americans think Irish people eat corned oh, beef. Oh, you do? A hundred percent. Tell
1: me, because I was always perplexed.
0: Yeah, and it's a great it's a great American story. <laughs> you know who does like corned beef, and it is a big part of their diet? Um, is it Eastern Europe? Eastern Europe, who has a lot of people of what religion?
1: Um, Jews? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jews love to be.
0: <laughs> yes. So when in New York, mm-hmm. when all the huge migrant populations were Jews and the Irish, th- yeah. there was in the same poor slums all over New York and then in later like other cities like Chicago and of course here in Baltimore. Mm. Americans just would go like they'd go into these sort of slums, and everyone's eating cabbage, potatoes, corned beef. I assume smoked salmon and fish. And they had very they had a bunch of trouble distinguishing what was Irish, what was Italian, what Mm. was Jewish, that sort of thing. And while most of that has obviously been sussed out,
1: we just still (laughs)
0: associate (laughs) corned beef with the Irish, even though it's Jewish.
1: Yeah, that is really funny. That makes a lot of sense. Um, although it is – there's just – I mean I'm not going to hate on anyone owning their Irish culture in America regardless of how tied they are to Ireland or not. But I knew a lot of families, like especially on the south side of Chicago, that would like really talk about their Irish heritage and they would make corned beef. And I'm like – and I remember being over there and being like, did they – like they say that they – you know, they had family over in Ireland, like no one ever mentioned to you that this isn't what they eat. Like it yeah. was very confusing for sure. Yeah, I don't I, I But don't know. I mean, whatever, it tastes there's, good. There's so. something
0: like, yeah, right? Maybe it just tastes. Good. Yeah, maybe yeah. they knew
1: and they were like, fuck it. Like, know, yeah. I like this.
0: <laughs> for years my mom made a mean corned beef and we'd always have it with a bunch of horseradish, which mm. also didn't feel super Irish. But it was <laughs> yeah, like, definitely not. It was still delicious. Yeah. I wasn't gonna complain.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I love Ireland. I was not a huge, huge fan of their food, so I could see why you'd want to just carry on the corned beef myth over here.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, All right, well, I kind of lost my place on that little side tangent, but uh, no, it's all good. Let's get back to at least. Let's move on to the next true or false question. Okay. Um, Saint Patrick. Uh oh, Saint Patrick. Became the saint, the patron saint of Ireland by performing the miracle of banishing the snakes from Ireland.
1: I mean, obviously, that's the myth. I just don't know if that's what he became a saint for. I mean, if they were. I don't. I feel like that would have come later. Like, I don't feel like currently he would come over and they would be like, oh my God, you know what? There aren't snakes here anymore. It must be from you. So I'm going false.
0: Yes, it is okay. absolutely false. <laughs> um, a lot of historians think this is entirely like a metaphor gone wrong.
1: Well, I think it's just like an explanation for why they're one of the only places in the world. They have like no pests in Ireland. Like there's no mosquitoes. Yeah. There's no – it's just very – I mean there's really just sheep.
0: <laughs> like, Do, so Wildly? I mean you're correct. Like – there's literally, according to to fossil records, have never been a record of snakes or snake-like, slithery creatures to ever have lived yeah. on the island. They really
1: can Yeah, they, which is crazy. I know it is crazy because it's it's very very abnormal like yeah. to, to have that happen in a country
0: snakes are very common yeah. there's thousands and thousands of different species
1: how did one not come over on a boat and multiply right.
0: like, but not even that it's just like if you think about like Pangea like the world like the it earth used to be connected yeah everything was connected the snakes were still like nah I, I don't know. like corned beef that yeah. much <laughs>
1: Yeah, for sure. It is really bizarre when you think about it, and that mosquitoes can fly, and that, like, it's just the whole thing is really bizarre. They're very lucky in that way. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, there actually never were any snakes to banish. Um, right. The metaphor there is obviously there is a connection with snakes and evil and the devil. Like, if you think about the Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. where who, who convinces Adam and Eve to eat the apple? It's snake which is really the embodiment of the devil right uh-huh. so a lot of the times in like christianity and just the general western world, snakes and other slithering things are are associated with evil uh-huh. um so it was like a metaphor right for the devil yeah um and and general evil um but not actually true the reason he is is became a saint is because of his success in what we were just talking about, which is his missionary work. And he essentially is credited with turning the entire country of Ireland into Christians. They were formerly pagans. They didn't accept Christianity. Ah. So he See, was... Now that
1: we've learned about paganism... It's a shame.
0: Right, as we've said before, we are far more like the pagans than we are the Christians. However, okay. we have to have perspective here, right? Mm-hmm. So if Ireland, they're very they're pretty devout as far as European countries go still. They're very Catholic over there in terms of their numbers like you know, especially if you compare it to like places like France, right? Yeah. So, in Ireland, if you are a Christian, you are, you know, following the teachings of Jesus and you're happy with that, then you obviously are very into St. Patrick. For, for, for turning the island Christian. And that's why he was, uh, you know, sainted, canonized.
1: Yeah, so I see that. So it's like a metaphor of, it's almost like you drove the devil out of Ireland. You, you know, brought Christianity here, saved everyone's soul, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, got Exactly.
0: It. Okay. Makes sense. Now, along these same lines, new true or false for you, Lisa. Okay. St. Patrick used the shamrock... Which is something commonly found in Ireland.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When teaching about the Holy Trinity, which is a staple of the Christian faith,
1: that seems true. That seems like a nice little metaphor.
0: Yeah. Do you know this is this is only a question you can ask as a real trivia question to, to to Jewish people and non Christians? What is the Holy Trinity? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well. well. <laughs> Um <laughs> Is it is one of them? The Holy Spirit.
0: Yes, the Holy okay. Spirit is one of them. Shit.
1: That's the only one that has "Holy" in front of it, though. So mm-hmm. the Ghost, the Holy Ghost.
0: The Holy Ghost is the Holy Spirit, Shit. depending <laughs> on what different sects call it. The Holy Ghost. Some people call um, it the Holy Spirit. Some people call it the Holy Ghost.
1: Okay the the Holy Spirit the the the, the Father the mother yeah,
0: really the, fa- the Father
1: oh, yeah. I put that on my butt yeah the Father the mother and the holy spirit
0: close it's the father the son and the holy spirit
1: oh bullshit it should definitely be mother
0: well it's very masculine right (laughs) um which you know is very telling yeah um the father is essentially god oh the the
1: son is christ yeah
0: yeah jesus and then the holy ghost and
1: who's the holy ghost
0: the holy ghost is the most vague of the ones and now you and I, after going down our journey journey into the woo-woo and the energetic body, um, we'll have different takes on what the Holy Ghost is. Yeah. But it's basically the... I, let, I, let's not get into the, it. The right?
1: intangible...
0: It's, yes. The intangible holiness that exists religion. within humans.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? And the three of them is called the Holy Trinity. Um, and it it essentially the Holy Trinity is God which is very confusing
1: because God's a part of God
0: because God is part of the Trinity he's the father yeah well
1: you need to have a dominant male figure voice you can't just
0: exactly yeah but I mean that's actually pretty common in a lot of religions too Hinduism has a lot of those sort of elements where it's like you know one part is specific but then is also the 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 whole whole. yeah um so it's not that out there in terms of like uh, you know major religions. Got it. But anyway, Lisa, that is actually false. Um, that's your first you one. He should you have know. done that. Yeah, it was kind of seems like a missed opportunity. It does. Yeah, and like there is like this, this old legend that it was like when he was in Ireland, he picked up a shamrock and he looked at it and had an epiphany, like "Oh my God, the the Holy Trinity," <laughs> uh, um, you know and. So that was a catch all accent because we don't know if he was British um, or know,
1: what do they even sound Scottish like or
0: then? Welsh, you know, yeah, but that that's false, so what basically happened I mean in post- retrospect,
1: it's like not a very helpful teaching tool, it's just three things, right, so it's like you could hold up three fingers and it would have the same effect. you wouldn't be like, yeah. look at this <laughs> three different leaves it's
0: like Sesame Street at this point, <laughs> yeah one yeah. two <laughs> three yeah, exactly, um. Uh, but anyhow, basically the shamrock has been a symbol of Ireland long before St. Patrick's. Hmm. And it was a holy symbol because a lot of the pagan Irish religions actually had a lot of uh, Trinity deities already. So it was kind of almost like a coincidence that cultures sort of blended together over time where it just sort of like Ireland became associated with St. Saint- patrick's day and if you're associating with ireland you're associating with shamrocks and yeah and it's just sort of like a cultural blend but there's very little evidence to suggest that st patrick's had any connection to to clovers at all okay um i'm still don't understand i haven't
1: even heard that is that a rumor that people know
0: it's like yeah i I feel like that's the type of thing they tell you in ccd oh really okay i'd never heard that um true or false Oh, if you're paying attention, I might have given this one away already.
1: We'll see how well i was paying. Attention. True or
0: false? Saint Patrick is the patron saint of Ireland.
1: Yeah, I think he is true.
0: Fuck. Even though he's not Irish.
1: What is a patron saint?
0: <laughs> no, you're right. He is. He's he's hundred percent the patron saint of Ireland. Um, and
1: that, that means like what the the uh, I mean, the leading saint the yeah, yeah top dog the most popular
0: <laughs> yeah kind of yeah. I mean it's sort of like um, let me think I wish I knew better examples like so if you were if like I'm sure this is what makes me a bad Catholic I'm sure that for example there's a patron saint of pregnancy mm. I have no idea who it is but as Catholics what we would do to have a nice birth is we would pray to the patron saint of pregnancy.
1: Huh. I'm just I'm reading this pregnancy book and it talks about Greek mythology. And they also would have like people to pray to for pregnancy and all sorts of things. Yes. Similar. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, Which, okay. to an extent, if you think about it, is like Christian's little window into paganism, right? It's like there's different little people that represent different aspects of life.
1: Yeah. Totally.
0: I will say this. Google patron saint lists. It is hysterical. All the different, like we have patron saints for the most tiny little, most detailed things.
1: Like events or whatever. It yeah. Be. Okay. So more, and more so, it's not like he's not the leading saint of Ireland so much as he represents, he's praying to him is like, Praying for Ireland or something like that. Sure. Like it's yeah, like yeah, that's a, a great he's example. He's representing Ireland. Yeah.
0: So if like yeah. Ireland got attacked by a bunch of flying snakes, for example, and <laughs> you'd be like, "Oh man, I must suck over there." Let's pray to Saint Patrick. That would be yeah. an appropriate thing for a Catholic to do. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, there are other patron saints of Ireland, but he's considered the primary patron. Saint. Got it. Got it. Okay.
1: So if he was busy, you could call up someone
0: else. Yes. Exactly. Okay. You got it. You get it. Um, all right, let's, I'm going to get to more that are, like, sort of moving away a bit. Eh, you know, let's do the last one about him specifically, then we'll do something about the traditions. Okay. St. Patrick is buried in Ireland. True or false? Ooh. Ooh.
1: Um, I don't remember it ever being spoken about, his grave. Um... Uh, false. Uh, true. Uh,
0: true. Damn it. He is boy He is buried by like. I don't think we know. Again, this is a long ass time ago. Yeah. I don't think we know for sure, but it, most people think that he is buried in a place called Downpatrick in Down County in Ireland. County Down, Count,
1: what they say. County Down. Sorry. Um. Wh- so, oh, that's interesting. So, they don't even necess- necessarily know for sure. I'm sure there's, like, stuff that, like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. there's something that you could, like, go, this is probably where he was buried.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'd
1: never, it wasn't a big thing.
0: Yes. So, while he was not born in Ireland, he did Ireland was his life's work and he did die there.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Um. So, let's talk to, let's do a little more history of St. Patrick's Day stuff. All right. St. Patrick's Day celebrations actually started in the United States. True or false? Shit. This is a tough one. Um, when, I know. I, when I was writing these, I was like, "This is gonna be the one that may or may not get her."
1: Yeah. Fuck. Um. True.
0: False. Damn it. Gotcha. Damn it.
1: Okay, Here's, but we definitely yes. turned them into like the situation that they are now.
0: Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's actually actually very accurate. Okay. Um. Yeah. So basically, what happened is Saint Patrick's Day, the Feast of Saint Patrick's, it was called. They did it in Ireland. They did it on March seventeenth, yeah. the day that he supposedly had died. Oh um, Okay,
1: so th- that's that's the days that it, that's the celebration, the day he died, not yes. the day he was born, yes. Okay.
0: Um. So he's apparently, you know, died on March seventeenth. Irish people, specifically, s- celebrated as a Catholic holiday. It's like was on the like a, you know it's on the Catholic calendar, if you will.
1: Right. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. it's a bank holiday, as they would say over
0: there. Yeah, yeah, um, and you and the Irish celebrated it, um, and they'd celebrated it for a while. Um, as Catholics, it officially became part of the calendar in nineteen oh three. Um, as St. Patrick's Day or the Feast of St. Patrick's is probably more what they cu- were calling it. Um, it was pretty low-key, though. Right. Right. Um, it w- was Irish immigrants. Again, the Irish, as many people fully understand, because you know 90% of Americans claim they're Irish. <laughs> um, a bunch of Irish people left Ireland, came to America, and To feel more at home, they did start celebrating St. Patrick's Day. It just sort of got super Americanized, and it turned into, like, party time. (laughs) Like, everyone is just getting after it, drinking. Uh, If you're from a particularly trashy city, you might turn the river green. (laughs) Hey. Just kidding. You know, Illinois is actually our second highest listener state, so I was just taking a cheap shot. Uh, but seriously, if there's any life left in that river, I, I mean, you got to make it a deep green for a week. I mean, come on.
1: Maybe it's vegan coloring. Who knows? <laughs>
0: Definitely I hope not. so. <laughs> Do you know that that river is actually, they reverse the flow of it even?
1: For, for that specific situation. No, or- for
0: transportation.
1: Mm-hmm. Like I
0: don't see it damn it. If you ever take the Archie boat tour they'll explain it. I don't remember if we were if the the Chicagoans need to get stuff out into the lake mm. so they reverse the flow or vice versa. Mm. But like Chicagoans have wreaked havoc havoc on any living creatures that were in like Michigan. I mean,
1: we are American.
0: Yeah, and that's also not uniquely Chicago at all. I mean, we've done that just about everywhere.
1: <laughs> it's convenient. Yeah. We will do
0: it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so Americans turned it into like this massive party. Yes. But it was not technically like invented in the concept of St. Patrick's Day. Okay,
1: yeah. I, if I could, yeah. yeah. I was it's, almost,
0: it's a bit that. of a trick question.
1: Yeah. But now it's quite a big thing in Ireland as well.
0: Mm-hmm. They actually kind of... But it's um, mostly
1: filled with Americans.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah it's like Oktoberfest it in is, Germany it now. Is, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the locals are celebrating, but they are
0: greatly outnumbered. Yeah. This is another hard one, Lisa. Are you yeah. ready for this one? Yeah. Traditionally, pubs in Ireland were closed on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, and I think that's true. That is true. Yeah.
1: Uh, and, and, but then as I said that, I was like, but man, they open, I spent a lot of Christmases there. No, they were closed. I think, I don't know. They were open a lot more than you would think over the Christmas holiday. Yeah. Um, so then I was like, shit, maybe they like kept, but kept it open. But I think again, the drinking culture is more recent. Yes. Um, so.
0: So here's what happened. Hmm. Getting the, getting the stout refill.
1: Okay.
0: Um, St. Patrick's Day, or the Feast of St. Patrick, whatever, falls during a very holy time for Catholics. Do you know what this time is called, Lisa?
1: Lent? Lent, nice. yeah, nice. Nice. Um, that's the whole month, right?
0: It's Easter. 40 days before Easter. Uh, it's called Lent. And you're supposed to give up, like make a sacrifice, like say, like, yes. I'm not going to eat so, candy for 40 days or whatever. It's the type of thing I did when I was a kid. Yeah. And it was, like, the one thing that Catholics did to, like, sacrifice. Like I'm sure there was all the Muslim kids were laughing at us, like, oh, candy, candy for 40 <laughs> days. Like, try Ramadan, bitch. Yeah, you for know. Sure. Um, But, yeah, so Lent is a very holy time. And, and basically it was seen as unseemly to – you could drink beers during Lent, but you didn't want to be drunk and partying all night. So they actually outlawed pubs being open on March 17th just so we could keep things not rowdy in Ireland and sort of, you know, keep things low key. Mm. So for a very long time in Ireland when celebrating the Feast of St. Patrick's, you couldn't even go to a pub. Mm. In 1961, though, that law was lifted. Thank you, counterculture, for being awesome. (laughs) Um, And you could all of a sudden go to the pubs. And once in 1961, once that law was lifted, the Americans and all the Irish folks and and their buddies in America had been going hybrid on St. Paddy's Day. So they're like, let's do this the way Americans do it because it's fun. It's very fun. Uh, And then basically that's why, you know, I asked you about this a couple weeks ago. I was like, do they even celebrate St. Patrick's Day in, in Ireland? Yeah. And Apparently they do.
1: Definitely. Yeah, I was there for it. Yeah. Uh, I was there in the spring for my abroad uh, semester. It was very fun. Yeah. It was very fun. It was weird, though, to be surrounded by people with my accent because I was not used to it. And I was like, why does everyone sound so funny? And Because I had gotten so used to not hearing my own accent spoken by other people and i was like oh these are these are americans um yeah there's a ton of them but it it is
0: wild how quickly accents change and like it's really fun like we used to give you know my buddy fat butt he moved to alabama
1: Hmm.
0: i guess i should just call him by his real name he's like a successful businessman with a family (laughs) man yeah. moved to Alabama, he would come back and he'd be speaking with like this hint of an Alabama accent. We'd yeah. be like, you're from Northern Virginia. Stop yeah. talking like that. But now when he comes back, like, I don't even blame him. Like he's surrounded by people that talk with an Alabama accent yeah. and I, 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 let him, I let him get away with it.
1: Yeah. At that time, I definitely didn't have an, like any Irish twang, but like you, you hear it in your brain when you're thinking, yeah. you think in an Irish accent. It's really weird um, and you don't notice how you sound. And then I, I did get bad, like, when I when I was really – I mean, because I've been going back and forth for, like, four years. And, like, by the end, I was – I would notice myself with – because they have a cadence where everything they say sounds like they're asking a question. And so I would be, like, saying things and, like, I would find myself doing that. And it was so embarrassing because it's, it's a terrible combination, like, American plus, like, the Irish. Like, yeah. you, you got to have one or – you either go all in or not. Yeah. And know? it's
0: like our friend <laughs> – uh, Lee dating Aaron Lee mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Lee Dunning <laughs> Lee Dunning the real Tim Butler. It's like when he was telling us that he goes home and he, he calls us lads dudes and they're like
1: oh yeah
0: stop <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah it all gets kind of jumbled up. I'll never stop saying the word dude. <laughs> it's it, a great it, word. It might be the most American thing about me. <laughs> I call you dude. I call you dude. You're my dude. Yeah, you're my dude. Dudes. Dudes for life. Dudes for life. That's what being married is all about. It is. Um, All right. Americans and Irish, where are we at, Lise? I think we covered it. Yeah.
1: Covered it all, huh?
0: Um, Well, I have one more fun trivia question. Okay. This is not a true-false.
1: Okay.
0: I'll give you a hint. It's also a trick question. (laughs) Okay. What do you call female leprechaun?
1: Okay, so I'm assuming the trick is either that it's still leprechauns or that there are no female leprechauns.
0: It is the latter. There are no <laughs> female leprechauns.
1: <laughs> that is a, it's a miracle that they procreate. Yeah. It's probably a saint it had something to do with that. <laughs> yeah,
0: right? So that is something I wanted to touch upon uh, because I read it and I had never had that thought. I'm like, you never see a female leprechaun. Yeah. And in Ireland... Leprechauns are me and our little bastards <laughs> where we've kind of, you know, like, you know, Lucky charm cereal and bullshit has made them sort of like these nice people that sort of like, hey, come to me, pot of gold. Yeah. And it's more like these little bastards are like running around, punching the face and running away. Yeah. Right. And a lot of, apparently, their honoriness is supposed to stem from the fact that they they have no female companions. If you're a leprechaun, there's only males. So they're all just, you know, getting drunk and punching each other in the nose and stuff like that.
1: Yes. I don't know if I've already talked about this movie on this podcast. It sounds like something I would do. But uh, there is a made-for-TV movie called Magical Legend of the Leprechauns <laughs> that I was overly obsessed with. It's so strange. Whoopi Goldberg's in it, Randy Quaid, which would have been cooler before he turned into, like, a huge, like, semi-proud boy weirdo. Um, anyways, and in that, yeah, the, all the leprechauns – oh, no, no, no. They did have a female leprechaun. But most of the leprechauns, th- th- this one, they were falling in love with fairies. It's kind of a Romeo and Juliet thing. So a lot of the male leprechauns had female fairies. But um, there's a lot – I mean in a lot of countries there's – like people can like argue that like leprechauns and um, elves and gnomes, like all of those things, they kind of – like every country has like their version of that.
0: For
1: example, in Iceland, 95% of the country believes in elves. The leaves—they're real.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And and a lot of them are mischievous, like that. Yeah. They're not like they're not like terrible, but they're like they're not super benign. Like they like to like they get amusement from your suffering. Schadenfreude. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh, also, I just had to put in a correction. I think I said I. It's been so long, but I think Lisa in Irish is a leash, not Eilish, which is another. Irish word uh, Irish name but it's leash, just in case there's anyone listening that does know
0: now we're not going to get Irish. all that angry listener mail thank you for correcting <laughs> Save,
1: that saved us yeah <laughs> but I did like that yeah, yeah. all of our friends would be like how are you leash? yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um,
1: that's very interesting mm-hmm. thank you
0: Lisa I, this is nothing to do with St. Patrick but I want to give young Lisa a special shout out because <laughs> you loved the weirdest movies <laughs> like I was obsessed with like Aladdin and Lion King and then you were like oh this was like my favorite movie when I was a kid and put on like dark crystal or like the Labyrinth and it's like all these puppets like, and I'm like Jesus Christ this is scaring me now and I'm 30
1: that's scary. it was just so weird. I loved it. I loved weirdness. I always have. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, that's it's cool. You know, <laughs> shout out old Lisa, or I guess young Lisa. Young yeah, Lisa had eclectic <laughs> taste yeah. for sure. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to give a shout out because we do have a lot of Miami of Ohio listeners, where I went to college. Mm-hmm. I think one of like the best things that we did, not just because of the crazy, drunken, belligerence of it. But just because it was like something we did that was actually cultural rather than just being preppy dickheads Mm. is that our school to prevent drinking too much on St. Patrick's Day always made our spring break based around St. Patrick's Day, Mm. which is the opposite of most schools in America who make it based around Easter. Yeah. So we always had weird spring breaks and it was so we would never have it on St. Patrick's Day. So what we did as a school is started something called Green Beer Day, which was just St. Patrick's Day on steroids where everyone would wake up at 5 a.m. You wouldn't go to class and you would drink kegs of green beer from like 5 a.m. until like 6 p.m., pass out, wake up, and do it again.
1: Mm, And do it again?
0: Yeah, it was an all-day thing. You couldn't just pass out at 6 p.m. Oh, doing it at at night? people did, yeah. Okay, okay. People did, but like in like St. Patrick's – or sorry – Green Beer Day didn't always have the greatest nights, but it was like the most fun you've ever had at six AM in your life. Because everyone's already wasted. Was great.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a collegiate event right there. Yeah, for
0: sure. Very college, very American college. But yeah. it was it was great. It was good times.
1: Yeah, you had to fight for your right to party. Mm-hmm. You found it. Mm-hmm. You found a way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's fun. <laughs> Yeah. Pat- St. Patrick's Day was not a huge deal at Wisconsin. I mean, we, it was definitely an excuse to get drunk, but it was not like that, like obsessive level that you see some other places. Yeah,
0: St. Patrick's Day is a sort of a weird sort of event because I feel like it 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 means so many things to different people. Yeah. In a way that, like, I'll never forget, like thinking in my limited, despite growing up a four hour drive from New York City, I haven't had a lot of time there. And I'll never forget us being in New York on St. Patrick's Day, thinking that we we're going to go balls to the wall drinking in green. And then I came like out of the room. We were staying with Zoe. and I was wearing a green shirt. And I was like, so are we doing St. Patty's Day and stuff today? And Zoe looked at me. She's like, is it St. Patrick's Day today? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah. I don't really know anyone who actually celebrates St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> But if you're like watching New York on St. Patrick's Day, right. it it's looks like, like it's thing. it's insane. But right. we're just like, you know, down in Greenpoint.
1: Right. The hipsters
0: <laughs> don't do it. It's <laughs> yeah, like the
1: blue like, collar workers in the New York area. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think and in my memory of Wisconsin, I actually do think we had some overlap with our spring break for sure. Actually, I remember being in Mexico and like people were celebrating it on spring break. And then um, – or we have like we had a ton of Chicago transplants, so I remember a lot of people would just leave and go down to Chicago for it because it was yeah. like a bigger deal down there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is it is funny how it like kind of clusters and has different subcultures. Yeah. Within the country.
0: For sure. Yeah. For sure. I've never actually had a crazy party day on St. Patrick's Day. Really. Mostly because of Green Beard Day.
1: Wow. So we would nice. always
0: like even through college in our couple years after college we would like go to chicago and do green beard eggs so many miami of ohio kids live in chicago we do green beard eggs too i like it yeah um i think i'm done here
1: (laughs) all right i'm done too i guess i don't have much to add i'm trying like digging my brain but i mean i just got drunk on saint patrick's day and was outside all the time No, no real tidbits to add
0: Yeah. That is another big part of it. It falls at that crucial time of the year where you've been cooped up in winter all the time. And then all of a sudden it's just like no one cares that you're drunk at 2 p.m.
1: Yeah, for sure. When it's
0: sunny outside.
1: Well, yeah, and we got really lucky. It was like literally the first nice day of the year when I was there. So people were just like feeling so nice. And um, I think, is Europe? I think Europe's behind us on the daylight savings. I don't know. It felt like a very light, bright day. And in Ireland, the winters are, like, brutal and, like, it gets dark at four and stuff. So I think the time had changed, maybe. I don't know. But it was bright, and it was nice, and it was glorious. And Dublin is definitely, like, a more popular place to go for Paddy's Day. But um, I studied in Galway, and I don't know. I think Galway is... great place to be it's like a little bit smaller um there's still a bazillion pubs and um it's really fun it's like really easy there's just one huge strip where everyone's just drinking out on the street and it's just it's lovely yeah yeah
0: you just remind me of something it's gonna be really difficult to decide which irish song should be playing us out
1: there are several to choose from. because
0: you're like oh my god we got to do galway girl now but then i was like Oh, but there's also a lot of great other Irish drinking songs.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. There's plenty to choose from. I'll we'll have, we'll have to analyze.
0: i got to be honest. I even kind of like the Dropkick Murphys. Like, as much as I hate, like, the whole Boston thing, <laughs> they got some jams.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've always been amazed by, like, the just the that general Irish music sound. It's so unique and so good, you know? I'm like, how did you guys capture this essence of a sound, you know? Like, it's just so, it's lovely.
0: Oh, Lisa, whatever you just said just reminded me of something I wanted to discuss with you. It's going to be mildly controversial. Okay. I have a theory that the Zoomers will kill St. Patrick's Day. Some people are not hip to Zoomers yet. Zoomers is the Gen Z folks. Uh, The lower generation millennials
1: generation chasing millennials yeah um i could totally see that I right could, for a number of reasons Go. One, on.
0: what are your two reasons one
1: they, they don't drink or party as much as millennials do yeah. so that in and of itself um i also could see it being viewed as like cultural appropriation cultural or like pro- something or like offensive
0: yeah right because it is it, let's be honest it is offensive right because we're like let's celebrate the irish by getting wasted
1: I'm telling you, you spend a week in Ireland; you, it's not off base. Okay, but okay, no, I know. Like, um,
0: you can't see like liberal Americans <laughs> yeah, being like, "This is offensive."
1: <laughs> no, I know, I know. Um, yeah, but I thought you were arguing that it really was offensive. Uh, I, look, I mean, there's more to Irish people than that. But like, I mean, it at least as a young person, that was really all there was to do there. Um, but uh, and look at beautiful countryside. Um, yeah, but I could definitely see that being viewed as... Yeah, and it's like there's something a little uh, commercialized about it, so I could see them rejecting that element of it as well.
0: Yeah? Yeah. I. Yeah. I just... I, don't know, I feel like as soon as... Again, this is going to be a controversial statement. As soon as white people... Decide to be offended for Irish people.
1: <laughs> That's what it is.
0: Then it's going to cancel yeah. St. Patrick's Day.
1: Yeah, it's it's possible, especially if there's if they're not looking for excuses to drink the way our generation did. Right. Yeah.
0: They're gonna be like, when can I vape? Right. Like <laughs> it's like St. Patrick's Day is gonna be replaced by St. Vaporit's Day.
1: <laughs> That's so depressing.
0: Zoomers love baking. <laughs> no. It's,
1: it's terrible. Um, yeah. All right. I mean, I can I can get down with that prediction.
0: Yeah. No, right? Yeah. I love what we had like this super fun, you know, talking holidays, talking history, and I just had to, you know, <laughs> had to kick the kick to tires on some controversy a little bit at the end.
1: Yeah. Uh, Got to keep it spicy.
0: Sure. <laughs> just like the Irish. Just like the Irish. It's so spicy. They love it. <laughs> All right. Do you have any uh do you have any last thoughts or comments for the uh good of the people?
1: No, just uh just that um I miss and love Ireland and you should go make it there. If you can make it there you should visit.
0: Yeah. As soon as they play. start Latin Americans back in eh?
1: <laughs> Yeah, as soon as there's <laughs> not a pandemic anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know. All right. Everyone, go, go drink a dark beer and then enjoy yourselves.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My name is Steve, and I was a history teacher.
1: My <laughs> 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 is Lisa, and I'm married.